to give him some praise this morning. We serve an awesome God. Amen. Nobody like our God. Come on, let's just slip our hands to heaven this morning as we welcome his presence in this place. Lord, we welcome your presence, Lord, to come in to change hearts, lives, minds, anything that we're going through, God. We submit that today, and we ask that your presence would come. Lord, let your glory rest in this place. For those that are troubled and going through a battle, I pray right now, God, that you would bring peace to that storm. Lord, as your presence rests in this place, in Jesus' name, amen. The glory is yours. The glory is yours. 
The glory is yours, the kingdom is come, and the battle is over. Jesus, in your name we rise. The glory is yours, the glory is yours. Come on, somebody give him some praise. We bless your name, Jesus. No one like our God, amen. We bless your name. Oh, how I need your grace. More than my words can say. But Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come. In all my
amazing. We thank you, God, for a love that never fails, that never gives up, and that never quits. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you. We're going to have a time in the middle of our worship to pray with you about anything you have need of. It's for healing in your body, for your marriage, for your finances, for issues at home or uh, at your job. We would like to pray with you, and we're going to call our prayer team down. But I was praying about some specific things that God wanted to minister to you this morning. And he brought me to Acts 27. We read it this week in our Bible reading guide. And he was talking to Paul. And Paul was in the middle of a shipwreck. And the the ship was about to wreck. The storm was blowing. And it looked hopeless. It looked like everyone was going to die. And this is the word that the Lord gave to Paul to give to the crew. Do not be afraid. Keep up your courage. Have faith in God. It will happen just as he told you. And this is the word of the Lord to you. Some of you are in the middle of a storm. And you thought you had heard God. You thought God had told you to go and to do this thing. And the storm has been blowing and it looks hopeless. And it looks like you're going to shipwreck and everything is going to be lost. But this is the word of the Lord to you today. Take courage. Don't give up. Keep your faith because God's word is faithful and he will do what he has promised. We're going to call our prayer team down to the front and whatever you have need of, we will pray with you. But if you are in the middle of a storm and you need some prayer today that your faith would not fail, we would like to pray with you.
thankful for that love. We give him some praise.
going to sing that again, but before we do, maybe you're here this morning, you're going through something. Make that declaration with us that God can make us brave, amen, to face the storm. We serve that kind of God, amen? So let's declare it all over the house with our hearts lifted, our God. You make me brave. some praise in this place this morning. Come on, let's really bless him. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, God. We serve a good God. Amen. Why don't you turn around to two or three people and tell them what good God you serve. Amen. Welcome to Church on the Rock. We're so happy you're here worshiping with us today. In the chair back in front of you, we have a lot of information about our church. Our inside look lets you know everything about who we are and what we believe in. Our ministry guide gives you plenty of ways to get connected through classes, small groups, and outreach opportunities. If you are a first-time guest, please fill out the white card in the seat back in front of you, drop it in the offering, or you can take it across the hall to the Connect Room where you will receive a free gift bag. Don't forget about our coffee bar and snacks between Sunday services in the Connect Cafe. so glad you're here and we hope you know that there's always a place for you at Church on the Rock. Here's what's happening at Church on the Rock. The first Saturday of every month, we have free extended childcare for our Saturday night attendees. You can go out on a date or run some errands till 9.30, and pizza is provided for the kids. Pick up a ticket from an usher after Saturday night service, recheck your child in, and you're on your way.
Amen. Can we give God some praise this morning? Are you glad to be here? Awesome. Well, we're so happy that you're here. No better place on Sunday morning than worshiping God together. Amen? we got a few announcements for you. You know, if you're a guest here at Church on the Rock this morning, we believe that, you know, you didn't just come here by accident or a coincidence, but there's a purposeful reason that you're here this morning. We want to encourage you to uh, sign the red card and located in the seat back in front of you with your name, your email address, and your ad, uh, uh, your name and your phone number and your email address um, to help you get more affiliated with what's going on in the life of our church. You can stay informed of events and mission opportunities and things like that. So please fill it out and put it in the offering bucket as they pass it around. Amen. How many people know that summer is coming to an end? Amen. All the kids said on. All the parents said amen. And so what that means in the life of our church is the fall is the beginning, really, of our fall season and really for the whole year. And right now, if you want to lead a small group, listen, small groups are the lifeblood of our church. We believe that we need to do life together. Amen. There's a lot of trials. There's a lot of things that we go through in our life. And if you have a small group to connect with, I'm telling you, it can help you. And so if you want to lead a small group, we have our Church on the Rock leadership applications that will be in the foyer. They will also be in the connect room. Fill that out as soon as possible. If you want to lead a group, I'm telling you, you can lead a discipleship group. You can lead a group that's about a specific hobby or passion that you have. If you are connected to our church, if you have went through the membership class, I'm telling you, there's a place for you to serve. Amen? Amen. We also would like to encourage you to pick up our new updated Bible reading guide for the months of August and September. You know, as Christians, we need to be actively engaging in the Word of God every single day. But also, just think about as a body of believers, as a church, we need to be running the race together on the same stride. And there's something that amazing that happens when we come together corporately and collectively and engage the Word of God. We can have a better in, uh, impact in reaching our city. Amen. And also, Pastor John, a lot of times he preaches from our Bible, God. Take that home. Read the Bible. It's good for us, right? Well, it's offering time. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to look at a couple verses here. This is Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. Very familiar passage. The Bible declares this. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves, say loves, a cheerful giver. Good passage, right? You know, as I think about that scripture. I think about the God, uh, God bless our city week that we did last week. How many people were a part of that? You went out, you gave your time, you gave your money, you prayed. I'm telling you, last week we had such a great time in the Lord. God did some amazing things. Over 100 people took steps to Christ in just a few days. And that's what it's all about. Amen? And most of us in here, we gave money, we gave our time, we prayed. And when we give, I'm telling you, God turns our giving into ministry. That's what He does. With us and our resources, we can do a very little. When God multiplies it, we can do a lot. And so I want you to check this video out. It's a recap of the, the week that we had last week or the week before last, actually. And then let's just celebrate the Lord. Amen? God bless you as you give.
God's good, amen. Let's stand together for one more worship worship song as we continue to take up the offer, but let's just love on the Lord a little bit more. this morning. Look at your neighbor. Give him a high five. Say, the Lord is in this place. Awesome. Hey, again, we are so glad that you're here worshiping with us. A few things to be praying about right now. Number one, the youth is on their their trip right now. They're on their camp trip. They're in Panama City, Florida, suffering for Jesus, right? Pastor Cole and Zach, they're leading a team of about 50 students, and plus their leaders, and we're believing that this week is going to be life-changing for them. They're going to come back on fire for the Lord. Also, be praying for Pastor John. He's been under the weather this weekend. He planned on being here. He planned on preaching, but I think Saturday morning, he just had a fever and wasn't feeling good, and so we want to keep him in our prayers. How many people know we have a good pastor? Amen. So Lord willing, he'll be back uh, next week. But anyways, he called his good friend, Pastor Sonny Canasser. Pastor Sonny's been here before. He leads a church in Duncanville. He's been doing that almost 30 years. Uh, Southwest, uh, Southwest, Southwest Harvest Church in Duncanville, Texas. And he called Son, Sonny yesterday morning and said, Sonny, I need you. And Sonny has a word from the Lord, I'm telling you. It's going to be great. Sonny's also the president of Church on the Rock Network of Ministers. And I'm telling you, you want to take notes. God has a word for you. Give it up for Pastor Sonny one time. God works in mysterious ways. Uh, Friday night, I did not know I was going to be here on Sunday morning. Uh, John did text me on Friday night and said there was a possibility if I could just be on ready that he wasn't feeling too well, but he'd know more Saturday morning. Well, Saturday morning, I was in my place of prayer when I got the text, and John says, can you come this way? And I said, absolutely. And as I was praying in that prayer time, I said, Lord, I want to go. Texarkana, but I don't want to just go and just preach any old sermon. I want to go with a word from you. And I began to pray, and I ran to the church, and I just began to type down some things the Lord was putting on my heart, and I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that the word that I'm bringing you today is a word from the Lord. Uh, I'll just tell you that God's heard somebody cry out to Him. You cried out to Him, Lord, I need some help. And the Lord 
He didn't make John sick, but John did get sick. And uh, John did call me. And God sent me here as his messenger because he heard the cry of your heart. And he's responding to you this morning with this word that I, I just, it's one of those things you just know that you know that you know. This is a word from God. Some of you may have come today uh, for the very first time. Maybe you came to hear Pastor John. Maybe you heard him on the radio or someone invited you to come to this church. And you came expecting to hear Pastor John Miller. I apologize that he's not here for you, but I believe uh, that you're here on purpose today and that God's got a word for you. And I'll say something about this congregation. I've known uh, about this church for many, 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 many years, even when Pastor Kennedy was here. I can recall some years ago, many years ago, Pastor Kennedy was pastoring uh, this church, Church on the Rock, right here. And Pastor Larry Lee was supposed to come and preach on a Sunday morning. Pastor Larry Lee uh, got sick, and he wasn't able to come. He sent me. I showed up. Pastor Kennedy, we were on the platform together. He said, I haven't told him Dr. Kennedy, uh, Dr. Lee's not coming. He said, you're going to have to tell him. And so I had to stand up and tell everyone that Dr. Lee wasn't coming, but here I was. Uh, it wasn't the same, but it was a God thing. And so I say that again this morning, and I, I'm, I'm expecting the Lord to do something as He's done in the other two services. Uh, I like preaching three times uh, because you get to work on your message a little bit, you know. Uh, usually you preach it once, you go, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that, or oh, I should have said that. And now you get three times, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be, it's really going to be good on this third time around, all right? Let's pray together. Let's ask the Lord. Now, I want you to ask the Lord to speak to your heart right now because uh, He has a word. And I, I believe this is the seed that's going to fall in good soil, change your life. Father, I thank you today for the seed of your word. Lord, I believe right now this, this word is truly a word from you. And it's going to fall upon good soil and it's going to bear fruit for years to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've entitled this message, This, This is a Test. For the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to be going through a test. Rick Warren put it this way, life is a test. God allows us to go through tests as we live in this broken, fallen world. But there's a reason for those tests. Now, when I was in school, I found out everyone has to take tests. I didn't like to take tests. Uh, I, I remember the teacher would give us some information one day. The next day, I'd come in and she goes, oh, pop quiz. Oh, no. Pop quiz, what did we study yesterday? I couldn't even remember. And we would have these pop quiz from time to time. Or sometimes they would take their time and give us a, a semester worth of teaching. And at the end, they would give us a longer test. Well, everyone's got to take this, not for punishment, but for measurement. It's going to measure what you've learned or you didn't learn. Some tests, as I said, are longer than other tests. Some tests are more difficult than other tests. This is something I learned about testing time. The teacher usually doesn't talk during the test. Notice that teacher just sits at their desk, just watching. I notice that about God sometimes. When we go through a test, He usually doesn't say anything. He's quiet. 
He's loving us in silence. Now, the psalmist knew this quite well. You can read it many times throughout the Psalms. But Psalm 83, verse 1 says, the psalmist cries out, Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. Do not be still, O God. Do something here. I'm in trouble. I'm going through something. Where are you? Have you ever been there? I've been there. Crying out to God. The good news about the test we take within the kingdom of God is, it's an open book test. Ooh, did I love open book tests when I was in school. It did my heart good when the teacher said, pass out the test and says, this is going to be an open book test. Oh, I like that. Well, this is an open book test, and I encourage you, open the book because the answers are right here. And the good thing about this test is it's okay to talk during a test. Now, when I was in school, you couldn't talk during a test. But in the test we go through in the kingdom of God, it's okay to talk. Matter of fact, it's good to talk to somebody. Because you may talk to somebody that's been through the same test you've been through. It can help you through. It's okay to talk during the test. Another thing is weakling, weekly tutoring is available if you take advantage of it. It happens on Sunday. It happens on Wednesday, Wednesday and sometimes other times during the week. Take advantage of tutoring times. It's going to help you get through the test. Well, I'm sharing this message out of uh, some recent time of testing I've been through. You ever had the devil just kind of poke you, trying to get a reaction out of you? He's really trying to get you to re react in your flesh. But if you have been doing what you should have been doing and spending time with the Lord and in His Word, you're going to respond out of the Spirit. Well, the devil kind of poked me for several ways in the past few weeks. One was I woke up about 3 o'clock one morning I smelt fumes in my house, and I saw a little smoke. I thought, uh-oh, our house is burning down. I got over to the air conditioning and realized it was happening inside the air conditioning system. I immediately turned off the power to the A.C. and called my A.C. man the next day. I told my wife, I said, Susan, it's, I'm sorry we're not going to have A.C. for a while. She goes, it's, it's hot. I said, I know, but this is a test. How are we going to respond here? And, uh, and so we did, all right, I called the AC man, he came out, and he looked at it and said, oh, it's the relay switch, and he pulled it out, and it had melted and burned. He said, but that's pretty common, and we put that in a fireproof box so it won't burn your house down. Thank the Lord for fireproof boxes. Didn't burn our house down. Well, that was one thing. Then a couple of days later, I was on my way home from work and driving in the car, and I went through an intersection, and a gentleman to my left ran a red light, and we met in the intersection. I mean, I hit him in the front of my car. It totaled my car. The airbag went off. I looked down, and first thing I said, Lord, am I okay? And I began to move around, and my arm was, my wrist was swollen a little bit, but other than that, I was okay. I got out of the car and checked on the other gentleman that I hit. Then we went through the process of insurance. You know how that goes. That's never fun. I went through that process, got a rental car, got in the rental car. My wife, because we had one car, went, came, picked me up at church one day. I was on my way home. We were driving down the road. There was a lady coming out of a parking lot. She looked right, but she didn't look left. Guess who was left? We were. She hit the side of the car that I was sitting on. First thing I said, Lord, what's going on here? And I realized this is a test. How are we going to respond? Are we going to have a pity party? Are we going to get angry? Are we going to respond in our spirit? Well, this is an open book test. So I said, well, I better open the book. See what it has to say about test. First scripture that came to my mind is James chapter 1. 
James chapter 1 and verse 2. You see it right there on the screen. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Ooh, I don't know about you. Sometimes when I'm in a test, I, how do you count it all joy? How do you do that? I said, well, okay, the best thing you can do, I, this is what I've said in times past. I said, the best thing, just fake it till you make it. Just fake it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of, you know, you just trying your best to have the joy of the Lord. Count it all joy when you fall into various kinds of trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, endurance, steadfastness. Let patience have its perfect work or its full play, that you may be perfect or fully developed, complete, lacking nothing, with no defects. James chapter 5, verse 10. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job, and you've seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. God allowed Job to go through tests like, I don't know anybody's going through anything like Job. And he let him go through that because he had an end in mind for Job. Here was the end he had in mind for Job. Job 42, verse 10, the last chapter of Job. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Job was here. He went through all this testing, and he passed the test, and God over here gave him twice as much as he had before. That brings me to lesson number one. Lesson number one when you're going through a test. Every test God allows you to go through is to prepare you for greater responsibility. Every test you go through. God is preparing you for greater responsibility. That's why I've learned you can count it all joy. You're here. God allows you to be tested. He's going to prepare you for greater responsibility. That's why when you're going through the test, you can count it all joy. Peter said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. In this, not only rejoice, he said, greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials. Why? That the genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by what? Fire. May be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The disciples one day came to Jesus in, in Luke 17, 5, and they said, Lord, increase our faith. Anybody ever prayed that prayer? Lord, increase my faith. I have. Well, let me say something about that prayer. The only way your faith can increase is that the faith you have is going to be tested. Jesus came to the disciples one day, and He was speaking to Peter, but He was talking about all the disciples when He says, Peter, listen to me. Satan has asked for all of you. He wants to sift you like wheat. But he said, Peter, I'm praying especially for you that the faith you have will not fail you. 
And when you come through this, I want you to strengthen the brethren. He said, Peter, you're about to go through a test. Now, Peter didn't understand it. He said, oh, no, Lord. Man, I'll die with you. He said, Peter, you're about to be tested. And he said, I know you got faith in you. And that faith you have is going to be tested. And when you come through this test, I'm going to use you in a way you've never been used before. And how did he use Peter? He stood on the day of Pentecost and preached. 3,000, then 5,000 came to know the Lord. Peter preached to Cornelius, and he allowed the Gentiles. He was there when the Gentiles were to offer the same salvation as the Jews, brought into the kingdom of God. He used Peter to strengthen the other disciples, but he had to go through a test first. God's intention was to make Peter stronger in his faith. Lesson number two, every test will make you stronger in your faith so that you can help others. Every test is going to make you stronger. And as you gain strength, you're going to be able to help others. Now, there are many different kinds of tests. I'm going to list these. I'm just going to run through them. There may be more than I've written down. Many different kinds of tests. I, I, I don't have time to go to each of the scriptures of these, but let me just give them to you. There's the test of patience. Anybody ever ask for patience? God, give me patience. How does that, how's that worked out for you? Did it just zap you with patience? No. God, give me patience. Okay. And you start walking. You have a flat tire. Something happens. AC breaks down. You have a car. Something happens. If you pass the test, you will gain more patience and endures instead. The test of patience. Then there's the test of faith. God's going to test the faith that you have. Increase my faith. Okay. I got to... Test the faith that you have, the test of endurance. Are you going to endure? You're going to stand your ground? You're not going to give up? Are you on God? How many people have I known? Go through a little bit of test, and you look up, where are they? They're not in church. What happened? Well, you know, they got disappointed by God. Or some church member, some preacher disappointed them, and they just kind of threw in the towel. They didn't pass the test of endurance. Then there's the test of the heart. Got to... He said in Deuteronomy 8.2, he, he, he spoke to the children of Israel. He said, I led you these 40 years through the wilderness so I might humble you so that I might test you to see what was in your heart. Now, did God need to see what was in their heart? Do you think God knew what was in their heart? Absolutely. Who needed to see what was in their heart? They did. God allows our heart to be tested because we think, Ooh, my heart is strong for God. Then he allows our heart to be tested and something comes out of our heart that we thought, oh, I thought I dealt with that. Man, the devil pokes you and you get so angry at somebody, you thought, oh, I thought I dealt with that anger. I thought I dealt with that pride. I thought I dealt with that stuff. No. He tests our heart. And he also tests our love. He told the children of Israel, I've tested you to see if you really love me. Because we say it, oh, God, I love you. We're in church. We're lifting our, oh, I love you. I love you. Then something happens, and that love, whoo, not, not so strong after all. He tests, do we really love him? Then he tests the test of humility. Mm, that's a big test. There's pride. He allows us to go through a test. I, I read a book by Andrew Murray called Humility. It's a little bitty book. I read it several times. I read through that book. I say at the end of the book, he says this. He said, now for the next 30 days, pray nothing but this, Lord, humble me. Teach me humility. 30 days, he said, pray this. 
I said, oh, I can do that. I started. I last. I don't think I lasted a week. I said, enough. I'm not praying that anymore. Because he said, anything that comes your way that humbles you or humiliates you, take it as from God. It's a test of humility to rid yourself of pride. Then there's the test of sacrifice. God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice that promised son to me. Ooh, what a test. Have you ever had something precious God gave you? God says, I want it back. I want you to give that to me. A ministry, a relationship, give that to me. The test of sacrifice. Then there's the test of obedience. Are you going to obey regardless whether you understand or not? Oh, how many times has God required something of me, and I sure didn't understand it. But I've learned it's best to obey. The test of obedience. Then there's the test of delay. Been through that test? You ask God for something, and you just know it's going to happen. And you're even telling, I don't know how many times I've got on my knees, I said, God, here's what I'm asking you to do, and here's how you can do it. I tell him how he can get it done. It's easy. It can happen tomorrow. But God doesn't work that way. It's a delay. It's a test. Are you going to trust me in the midst of the delay? And here's a tough one. The next one is the test of denial. When God says no. You know, God has the right to say no to us. I'm a parent, and there were times when my kids wanted something. I said, no. They said, why not? Because I said so. There are times I go to God and say, God, I want something. He said, no. Why? Because I said so. God sees something we don't see. We're living over here. He's seeing time way out there. He said, if I give that to you, it's not going to be good for you. Some people get what they want, but they don't want what they got. Have you ever done it? God says, okay, I'll give it to you. Okay. You want it? I'll give it to you. And you get it and you go, oh, man, I don't want that. Well, the test of denial when God says no. I, I, I can recall, I've been telling this story. Some of you know my story. I, my father pastored Beverly Hills Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. He was one of the leading uh, Southern Baptist charismatic churches at the time in the 70s. He uh, had an encounter with God. He was getting out of the ministry because it was dull and dry and it was just not much going on. He was having to struggle to get people to come to church. He said, I'm through with this. I'm going to go do something else. And then he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Changed his life. Changed the life of the church. And we grew from a church of about 400 to a church of about 4,000 in just a short period of time. Uh, in that early part, about 1971, he, had a heart, he preached one Sunday morning. He preached a message called, To Die is Gain. Now, I don't know if I've preached that message since I heard my dad preach it. To die is gain. And he said, he preached it. To die is gain. God says, okay, we're going to see if you really believe that. He walked down off the platform, and he had a heart attack. His heart stopped. They rushed him to the hospital. They shocked his heart, brought him back. And in that process of recovery, he told us his story. He said, when I had the heart attack, I found myself standing in heaven. He said, I was under a large rock, about to be ushered into the very presence of God. Then all of a sudden, I was revived and brought back into my body and was in the emergency room. And he said, I was so disappointed. Why did you do that? Five years later, the doctor told my dad that he had cancer. He's 53 years old. 
The doctor said, you have cancer. He said, well, I tried dying once, and there's nothing to it, so I'm not worried about dying. And I know God is a miracle-working God, and God can take it there. He's not scared of cancer. And by that time, my dad had traveled around the world preaching, and so word got out that he had cancer, and uh, the intercessors began to pray all over the world. Thousands of people began to pray for him. Time went on. It wasn't a long period of time. It was just six months from the time he discovered, they told him he had cancer, to the day he went to be with the Lord. But during that time, at one point, the Lord came to my dad and spoke to him and said, I'm not going to answer your prayer the way you want it answered. I'm not going to heal your body. I'm bringing you on home. A test of denial. When God says no, that's a tough test. But God puts us through that. Some of you have been through that test. When He just says no, I'm not going to answer that the way you want me to answer it. But I'm still going to work it together for your good. If you'll just trust me, the test of denial. Peter went through that test. Remember that? Or Paul, excuse me. Paul went through that test when he said, God, I've got this thorn. Would you remove it from me? He said, I asked him three times. And three times God said what? No. My grace is going to have to be sufficient for you, Paul. The test of denial. Then there's the test of persecution. Our brothers and sisters around the world right now are suffering heavy persecution. We've not tasted much of it in America, but we're starting to taste of it. Persecution against the church, what we believe, what we stand for. When we stand on the Word of God, when we preach the Word of God, people are beginning to rebel against that a little bit. And we're going to begin to go through the test of persecution. Then there's the test of failure. Anybody ever been to the test of failure? Can I open up my heart to you today? 20 years ago, I went through a test of being a failure as a, as a father. 20 years ago, my teenage daughter at 16 ran away from home. I'm a pastor of a church. We found her and brought her home and got her the right kind of counseling and getting her the help that she needed. One year later, age of 17, she informs us she is pregnant. 17, pregnant. I'm a pastor. Not just being a pastor, I'm a father. And all I heard the devil say, you are a failure. You blew it. That's not much of fatherhood. And he was faithful to condemn me for that action of my daughter. I was going through the test of failure. I said, I don't know what the church is going to do. I told my family, I said, I don't know what the church is going to do. I have a pastor friend that went through that, and he's no longer pastoring. They wouldn't let him stay. I don't know what the church is going to say. And I remember the very night I stood up to the leadership and our elders, and I gave them the news that our daughter was pregnant. Thank God for a loving church. They surrounded us, supported my daughter through all of that. Now let me say, we go from glory to what? Glory. We go from faith to faith. But what comes in the middle? We go from glory and then there, we realize, uh-oh, nobody tells us this. There's a test 
before you get to that glory. There's a test before you get to that level of faith. We were in a test. I didn't know if I was going to make it through that test or not. But let me share with you. Now, we're over here 20 years later. That little girl, Evelyn, that was born to my daughter, just graduated from Christ for the Nations. She's married now, living in St. Just moved to St. Louis where she's going to nursing school because she sets a real call on her life, missions call on her life. When I was over here, I promise you, I didn't see what God was seeing over there. God said, son, if you'll just trust me, give me a little time, I'll work this out for your good and for her good, for your daughter's good. I'll work it out. That was a test of failure. And I know that some of you have had failures in your life. Maybe a marriage failed. What a test. You didn't plan on it. You didn't want it. You were here and you were believing God and all of a sudden, divorce came your way. Something I heard someone tell me last night. Don't let your test define you. You're in a test. And if your test defines you, what will it stamp on your forehead? Divorce. And you'll walk around just thinking, well, I'm just a divorced person. Or you go through the test of cancer, cancer stamped on your forehead. You're just a victim of cancer. You're a victim of drug abuse, of alcoholism. You're just a victim of abuse of any kind. But if you give God the opportunity, He'll take that moment. He didn't like it. He didn't want you to go through it. But He allowed you to go through it so He can bring you out here. And He takes that mark off your head and just put victorious, victorious warrior. That does not define me. This defines me. It's not what happens to me defines me. It's what's in me that defines me. And what's in you? The power of God is in you. The gifts of God are within you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. The test of failure. Then there's the test of success. Oh, that's a big test. How many people have I known that they prayed, God, I need help. Would you help me succeed? And God says, okay, I'm going to help you. And you you see them succeed. There's a problem. Their success has outrun their character. And because of that, and this is why Paul said in Romans 5, 3, he said, I glory in tribulations. I glory in tribulation because it's producing perseverance in me. And that perseverance is producing character. Tried integrity is what that means. And the character is producing hope. And hope will not disappoint me. Hope will not disappoint me. And so I want to be as successful as my character will allow me to be successful. That's why when you go through tests, you count it all joy. Because God is preparing me for something greater. The test of success, the test of prosperity. Some people can't handle the test of prosperity. You want it. I believe God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But I know some people that have prospered, but then they fell away from the Lord. You look up, where are they? They're gone. Why? Well, they got more money now. They can travel and get a boat, get out on Sunday on the lake. Somebody said, pray for me, Pastor. My business is not doing so well, but I want to pray for says I'm going to say, I pray that you'll be successful as your heart allows you to be successful. I don't want you to be any more successful than that that takes your heart away from God. The test of success, the test of 
prosperity. And then there's what a test called the blindsided test. You ever been blindsided? You're just walking around, you're just enjoying life, and something hits you upside the head, knocks you silly. I've been blindsided. My son, uh, he and his wife became pregnant four years ago. And in the process of that pregnancy, they discovered that the little boy inside her womb had a heart defect. Probably when he came out of the womb, he was going to require open-heart surgery. Six days after he was born, he had open-heart surgery. A few months later, he had another open-heart surgery. Uh, last year, at the age of three, he had his third open-heart surgery. You're talking about blindsiding you. You're talking about a test for a grandparent. When you see your, this time, three years old, and he was aware of what's going on, and you see him in the hospital, and there's nothing you can do. Can I change places with you? God says, no, this is his test. This is your family's test. If you'll give me a little time, give me a little trust, I'll bring you through it. He's four now. You wouldn't know that he had open heart surgery. You wouldn't know it at all. He's running around just doing what boys do. But God's got a plan through it all. That was a blind, it blindsided me. Some of you have been blindsided by many different things. But I'm telling you, God is going to help you. Lesson number three, listen to this. Lesson number three, every test is an important opportunity to deepen your character and demonstrate your love and dependence on God. I believe Rick Warren said that. I like that. Every test is an important opportunity to deepen your character, demonstrate your love and your dependence on God. I glory in my tribulation because it produces perseverance and perseverance produces character. Lesson number four, no test is greater than the grace He's given you to pass the test. No test is greater than the grace He's given you to pass the test. You're never tested on something you've never studied before. You don't go to school and the teacher gives you a test the first day without ever having taught you anything. God does not give you a test to walk through unless He's taught you how to walk through that test if you apply the Word of God. So the grace is in you. The faith is in you. My prayer for you is that your faith doesn't fail you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, one of my favorite scriptures I learned as a young man, there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to men. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted, tried, tested, beyond what you're able to bear, but will with the trial and the test give you a way of escape. Everyone's going to go through tests. Some of you are going through a test right now. Let me say something to you. I don't know how you can go through the test in this world without knowing Jesus. How do you do it? I, I say to myself all the time, how do they go through it without knowing Jesus? How could I do this without knowing Jesus? Some people say, well, he's just a crutch. Absolutely he's a crutch. He is my crutch. i got to lean on him a lot. He is a crutch. I like him to be that crutch. I like leaning on him. And I just don't know how you go through life without knowing Jesus. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, oh, what a good day to say yes to him. He, he loves you. 
He wants to help you through your tests and trials. I promise you, you're going to be overwhelmed, run over, unless you come to find Jesus. Because He's the only one that can stand against the devil. The devil doesn't play fair. He picks on little kids in the womb. Picks on children, teenagers, adults. He picks on all of us. Without Jesus, I don't know how you'd make it. Oh, I'd like to introduce you to Jesus today. Boy, if you don't know Him, just say, I want to know Him. In just a moment, we're going to have a prayer right here in this altar. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to ask you to come join us right here in this prayer time. But I want to pray for you. If you're in a test right now, it is said either in a test, you just come out of a test, or you're headed to a test. That's the way life is. You're in a test, just came out of a test, feels good to come out of a test and to have passed it. Feels good. But then you keep walking, and guess what? Because you want to grow in God, you want to do more for God, He said, okay, there's another test coming. But when it comes and you pass it, you're going to have greater responsibility in my kingdom. We always say, Lord, I want more. He says, okay, I want to give you more too. Here's what it's going to take. Well, if you're in that test, would you do something? Would you come join me in this altar right now? You say, I'm in a test. I've just come out of a test. And maybe you're kind of beat up and bruised up after going through that test. Man, I tell you, some of those tests beat me up, bruised me badly. Just come and join us right here in this altar. Or if you need, say, I just don't know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I'm going to help you here in just a moment. I'm going to give you a tool here in just a moment. I'm going to tell you about someone that's going to help you through your test. Uh, Well, I like this. Come on down. The Lord sent me from Dallas to let you know it's going to be okay. Faith is in you. Grace is in you. Not gonna let this test define you. You're gonna come through it. You're gonna get on the other side, and you're gonna be stronger because of it. You're gonna be able to help others. Because sometimes people go through a test, you say, you know, I went through that test. Let me tell you how to walk through that one. I can help you. We need each other. Oh, we need each other. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. What, what if one falls and there's no one there to lift him up? I'm telling you, there's some times I've fallen. I needed some help. To get up. I went through a test several years ago. I went through something I didn't even believe in. I I, suffered a little heat exhaustion and it affected my brain and my body and I began to have panic attacks. I didn't even believe in panic attacks. Somebody said they had, oh, come on. Come on. Trust the Lord. But all of a sudden I started having panic attacks. I didn't even want to go to church. And I was the preacher. And I would muster up enough energy to get to church, preach, and I said to my wife, let's get out of here. I got to get home. I don't want to be around people. I got to, I got to, ooh, I'd go to a store, and she'd say, go in there, and just, I'd stand in line for a moment. I said, man, I got to get out of here. I'd put my merchandise out, I'd run out, and say, just take me home. 
And I found myself in bed for several months, just laying in bed. You know what I did? Man, I was looking for some help. Somebody help me. I, I wasn't hearing from God. He was silent. It was a test. God, where are you? I said, I need a word. Turn on my television. Oh, I need a preacher. I don't care who it is. I sure listened to people I didn't even like. I didn't like the vessel the message was coming through. But I needed a word from God. And I started listening to everybody that was preaching the gospel. I don't, man, woman, I didn't care. Give me a word. And it didn't happen overnight. It took months. But God began to restore. It was a test. The Lord said, if you pass this test, you're going to be better for it. You'll be strong. So listen to me. You're going to be stronger than you've ever been before. You're going to make it through this test. Father, I thank you that you're a good, good father. You're a good father. Lord, even when we don't understand the things we're going through, you're still a good father. Lord, you said if we'd give you a little time and just trust you, you'd bring us through. We'd be better because of it. Lord, I thank you for grace that's in every person in this altar. I thank you for faith. You give in every man a measure of faith. It's in them. Lord, my prayers, their faith would not fail them. Lord, the grace that's upon them would not fail them. In Jesus' name. Now listen to me. Look at me. It's going to be all right. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you. There is a gentleman. His name is Bishop Paul S. Morton. Anybody ever heard of Bishop Morton? Now listen. Now I'm going to encourage you to do this. I, I, I don't get anything out of this. I just, my wife shared this with me. This man right here has helped me through some testing time, even my recent test. He has a particular CD called The Sound of Change, and they're just prayers. There have been times I didn't know how to pray, and I would just put his CD on. And I would pray with him. It's just prayers. Listen, I'm going to play a little bit of your presence. Oh God, you're speaking now. You're speaking now. And I, I hear the sounds of change. Things are changing. Pray right now as we get into the presence of God that we don't get stuck. But Lord, let us move in your presence, Jesus.
sound, hear the sound. Move when he moves. I speak it right now. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. He's working it out right now because things are changing. Yes, 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 yes. Devil, you're going to have to back off. You're going to have to get away now because there's power. There's power right now. We're speaking it in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name. There's deliverance in the name. There's joy in the name. There's peace in the name. Right now, right now, right now, the blood of Jesus, right now. It's bringing you to the level that you need to go to. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. your name Jesus 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 oh you're right there you're right there you're right there you're moving you're moving you're touching you're making whole you're setting the captive free oh God right here in your presence now right here in your presence now there's nothing like being with you walking with you talking with you this time of meditation with you oh God we give you glory That's a taste of Bishop Morton. I encourage you, download this CD. If you're going through a test especially, download this CD and just sit in the presence of the Lord with the bishop. Just pray. Just agree with him. And sounds of change, prayer for revival, spiritual warfare, prayer for your family, prayer for the church, prayer for leadership, prayer for government, prayer for healing, prayer for salvation, intensify in worship. Get this. It'll, I just want to leave you a little tool that will help you as you're going through this time of testing. We'll help you. And I believe that next time I return, you're going to be stronger than you've ever been before. You're going to groan in the Lord. This week at our church, we're hosting our Church on the Rock network of ministers. We've got pastors coming in from around the nation, and we're going to be meeting in Dallas. And I just ask you to pray for us. Uh, pastors, we need each other more than ever before. And there's pastors going through certain struggles. Uh, got a pastor friend right now that's just going through a battle. His wife is has a brain tumor and, and uh, without a miracle without a miracle we're believing God for a miracle without it he said I believe she's attended church for the last time that she'll ever attend church unless God works a miracle in her life we're going to help encourage pastors this week just like we're encouraging you today pastors need help so pray for the pastors who will be at our conference Father, I thank you for this morning and what, what you've done here in this altar. Lord, I thank you for the pastors who are going to be coming to Dallas this week. Lord, I pray a blessing over them that you'll bring each one of them safely. You'll encourage them, strengthen them as Brother Kenneth Tracy speaks to our heart. Encourages these pastors as they, on the front lines, 
Lord, thank you for this congregation. Thank you for Pastor John Linnell. Lord, I bless them. Bring healing into their bodies, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I told Linnell she was the poster child for this message today. Because if anyone's gone through the test and passed the test, she has. As well as anyone I know, she is my shero. I want you to know that. God bless you. Love each one of you. Amen. How many people needed that today? Amen. God is faithful. Let's stand on our feet. Nick and the band is going to lead us through one verse of this song. Our prayer team is coming up here if you need any specific prayer. Um, also, if you would like to bless Pastor Sonny and his ministry, you can uh, put some money up here in our Bible. The ushers will be in the back with the, the bags there. But let's lift our hands one more time. Let's worship the Lord, and let's just bless him. Our prayer team is coming up if you need special prayer. more times. If you need prayer, the prayer team's going to remain. But hey, if you need to be dismissed, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. God bless you.